the hard shoulder. With Nissan. Number one for petrol in Ireland. Number one for electric. Nissan. Innovation that excites. This is News Talk. Well, last week we kicked off our summer series, Wonders of the World, whereby we look at different iconic landmark structures, buildings and so on. It was the Eiffel Tower last week. I learned all about how it came to be built, Mr. Eiffel himself and all the history of it. Well, it's a great pleasure to welcome back for this series our architectural historian, Danielle O'Donovan, uh, to talk about... Yes, we're off to the Big Apple. It's in New York. It's the Empire State Building. And like the Eiffel Tower, I came along with Deirdre and I'm scared of heights, so I didn't go up it. So Deirdre went up it, <laughs> to the tippy top, and there was a little plaza at the bottom and I went to a wine bar. I bought a bottle of wine for 40 euros and had it nearly drunk. Deirdre got a little thimbleful out of it. So that'll tell you about... <laughs> Welcome back, Danielle. Talk to me about uh, uh, the Empire State Building. When was it built? So it was built uh, in 1930. Um, and it's kind of a cousin of the Eiffel Tower in a way because the Eiffel Tower, as we learned last week, uh, was built in 1889 and it was the tallest structure in the world. And the and the Empire State basically takes over, you know. So the Eiffel is a thousand. The Empire State Building, one thousand two hundred and fifty feet high, uh, and they both hold that title for forty years. So it took forty uh, forty years to get to the point of building the Empire State, and then it becomes this great icon, you know, the tallest building in the world. Right, um, and they're, they're they're completely different because the Eiffel Tower is more more like a kind of oh wow look at this exhibitionist kind of structure, whereas uh, the Empire State is is a functioning building with lots of offices. It's actually used like any other skyscraper in downtown Manhattan. Absolutely. So again, you know, they're they're cousins because structurally they they relate. The Eiffel Tower is this cage-like structure, um, but it only has two or three floors. Um, and then the Empire State Building, it's built on this skeletal structure. It has the lifts and things too, but it's a fully functional office building. And I think that the, the square footage of office space is enormous. It's like two million square feet or something. Now, and the, the, the lifts alone are absolutely massive to go up. How many stories are in it? 102. <sighs> so that's the other thing about it. It was the first building to get over 102 stories. Now, what you say there's a common link in terms of this skeleton structure. Is that to do with the architecture of it? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, you know, before about the middle of the 19th century, if you wanted to build a tall building, you had to make the walls really thick at the bottom because the walls do all the work. When we talked about uh, Notre Dame, we talked about the, the kind of skeletal structures of building all that time ago. Um, but with a skyscraper, you build a cage of steel or reinforced concrete and that does all the structural work and you can lay your flaws in that. And then you can kind of make the walls out of anything, well, you know, within reason. So things like glass and metal that don't very work very well under compression are what we use to put the skins on these on these skeletal structures, on these skyscrapers. And, and when was this new form of architecture introduced? 
Well, it was born uh, really in America. So Chicago and New York are the places that are developing it. There's a bit of a fight over which is the, the first skyscraper. There's a building in Chicago called the Home Insurance Building, and that's been kind of the one that they said this is where they, they cracked it, where they built the skeleton and hung the walls off it so the walls don't do any work. But it allowed amazing things to happen. It means that on a really small plot, you can go really high and you can cram in all of these different flaws and functions. And by God in America, do they do just that. So talk to me about why is it called the Empire State Building? Because you had Mr. Eiffel. Is there a Mr. Empire? Who, who designed <laughs> it? And, you know, who commissioned it and who paid for it? Well, the Empire State is actually one of the nicknames for New York. So they were almost calling it the New York Building. And it's this consortium of businessmen who come together to build it. Um, they have as their front man a man called Alfred E. Smith. He's a typical New Yorker. Um, he was governor of New York. He, he ran for president. And uh, they come together and it's very much a business venture, the people who put this project together. They want to make the tallest building in the world. They've seen the commercial success of the Eiffel Tower and this idea of this high observation deck and they're going to do the same for New York. So Alfred E. Smith, who is he? So he's he was kind of the figurehead, actually. So he made all of the cool announcements about the building when they decided that they were going to actually have... You're going to love this, Ivan. He was a politician, was he? A politician, a bit like yourself, well, but went into business, you, you know. And uh, he made this uh, announcement that they were actually going to put a mooring mast on the top of the Empire State Building and they were going to have, you know, dirigibles, these big airships were going to come and dock on the uh, Empire State Building and people were going to walk along a gangplank to get off them. Like you'd have so a helipad. Gonna... <laughs> yeah. You would, I think you would have not booked a ticket on that if you're frightened no, of heights, you no, know. No, absolutely. <laughs> you'd have to come with the So, no, well, well, what, what type of uh, yokes, what do you call them? A mooring mast and dirigibles or something? Well, yeah, but... so, so you know... Um, the, the humanity, what's that famous airship? You know, the one, the Zeppelin that went oh, down. Oh, yes, yes, um, yes. Yeah, so this, uh, this, uh, the Hindenburg, isn't it? At this time, airships are, they're state-of-the-art technology and people think that they're going to be the way that people travel around the world. So why not put one on the top of this building that's going to be a symbol for America and for modernity? But in fact... As you'll know from being at the bottom of the of the Empire State, it's windy when you get around tall buildings, and they oh, never. I think they, they shake a bit. They shake wand. a bit in the bad wind. They move, yeah. They're, they're, they're designed, I suppose, to do that. Um, but they I can't never, bear to look down. <laughs> no, I can't seriously. So the Chrysler Building is that close to it? It's close to it, and actually, the story of the Empire State and the Chrysler is fascinating because. These guys, these investors, are wanting to make this building the tallest building in the world. But Walter Chrysler, he's at the time also building a building that he wants to be the tallest in the world. And so there's a kind of race for the skies. So there's three buildings, the Bank of Manhattan, 40 Wall Street, the Chrysler and the Empire State, and they're all vying. And um, as the Empire State is being designed by the architects Shreve Lam and Harman um, in 1929, they're watching the Chrysler building go up. And they're going, OK, we have to add more. We have to add more. And so there are 16 design revisions. And at the very end, at the end of 1929, they put on this 16-storey kind of crown onto the top of the Empire State. And that does it. That's it. The Empire State is is much taller than the Chrysler Building. Ha- and it managed to hold out that title. Right. Well, it wouldn't happen in Dublin, sure. You wouldn't get planning permission. There'd be objectors about <laughs> anything over six storeys high. So... Tell us why this building is such, such a tourist attraction, a symbol of New York. Why it's so iconic? 
well, I think it was built to be iconic. You know, they were determined that this was going to be one of the most famous buildings in the world. Um, and they, I guess they, from the beginning, they're trying to push this idea that you're going to go to the top. And it worked. People paid a dollar uh, ahead to go up the building. And that observation deck bit was, was the successful bit. Actually, the offices that they built weren't because, as you know, 1929, what happens? The Great the Depression. Yeah. They couldn't fill the building. Everyone called it the empty state building for quite a long time. And they used to switch the lights on just to kind of pretend that the top floors were in use. But it is now fully established as an icon. And I suppose it's a film star, if you think of it, uh, because we can all picture King Kong kind of yes. swinging around the top of it. Yeah, yes. That was made in 1933. So very soon after it was built, this was uh, that movie was made. And of course, Ivan, I'm sure you love it, Sleepless in Seattle. Was that Tom Hanks? Have you seen it? Uh, Tom Hanks. It's very soppy Ryan. for me. I like war films and so on. I mean, they're falling in and out of love. Give me a break. You know what I mean? They're making it so complicated. Just get on with this. Get Just into get the sack or whatever. Wait till I tell you. Um, the, the, the cost of building it, the construction of it, any, any backstory there? Actually, you'll love this. It, we could learn a lesson from it. It came on uh, before deadline and under budget. It cost $40 million to build which was a lot of money. Um, but the actual process of constructing it was amazing. And the guys, the builders, the Sterrett brothers who built it, basically they said, this is war. You know, the supply lines are going to keep coming in. Uh, we're going to keep our concrete, our metal, our steel and our brick and things coming in. And uh, 11 months they had the whole thing built, which is amazing. And, and, and tell me this, you know that iconic poster you can get of guys having their lunch break s- sitting on beams in the middle of the sky you know, during the construction. Is that from the Empire State Building? Do well, we know? You know, you know what I'm talking about? It, I, it actually gives me the heebie-jeebies to look at the poster. <laughs> I know. It's quite sick-making, isn't it? Well, you know, there's a quite a famous social photographer who documented people's work. His name was Lewis Hine, and he was the official photographer of the Empire State Project. And he took loads of those pictures of guys hanging out over the edge of the building banging in those steel rivets. So images just like that one anyway are, are from the Empire State. And you know they were they were three quarter they were a quarter of a mile up, a quarter of a mile up, with no safety wires uh doing all of that work. It's quite staggering now. Health and safety would have none of it. Okay. Now uh, it's it's won a number of awards. Yes, it's uh, number one on the list of America's favourite buildings. That was a, a title it got in 2007. It's uh, named as one of the seven wonder, wonders of the modern world. Um, and it's, it's, such, it's a beautiful building as well because it's Art Deco, which is such a lovely style. Although people kind of have a bit of debate about whether it or the Chrysler building are the true Art Deco skyscraper. But, you know, it's been outpaced now, of course, a few times. And the tallest building in the world now is the Burj Khalifa. And that that is 828 metres high. Where, where is, is, that, is that in Abu Dhabi or Dubai or where is it? Yeah, it's the United Arab Emirates. Um, and uh, you can go to the top of that for a mere 54 euro. On the 124th and 125th floor, uh, you can go to the viewing platforms. And you'll love this, Ivan. The lift goes at 10 metres per second. So you can get there nice and quickly. Yeah. You, you wouldn't have your whole bottle of wine drunk. Well, well the, 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 thing, no the thing about some of these lifts, they're actually on the outside and you can actually, they're made of glass. And you can, The one with the Empire State is right in the core of the building. So you, you, you actually don't realise uh, that you're, you're, you're going up. Tell me, what's Ireland's tallest building? 
Well, at the moment, it's down on the docks in Dublin. The title has passed between Cork and Dublin a few times just to keep that rivalry going. So at the moment, it's Capital Dock in Dublin, and that is 79 metres or 200. Is that taller than Liberty Hall, which looks particularly tatty, if I may say so? <laughs> well, Liberty, it does. If it looks tatty, it is because it is the first of our tall buildings. It's seventeen floors and fifty-nine point four meters tall. All right. Um, and then Cork pipped it with the the County Hall and with the Elysian Tower, but it's back in Dublin again now. But there's talk of a new Cork skyscraper, you know, so it might happen yet. Right, right. You see, you can't take the Cork out of the people. They have to, they have to bring it back to <laughs> this besting match between Cork and the rest of the country. My thanks to architectural historian Danielle O'Donovan in today's uh, episode of Wonders of the World. The Big Apple's biggest success story, the Empire State Building. Everything you ever wanted to know. Looking forward, Danielle, to talking to you again next Friday. Thank you indeed.